Let's have a sincere conversation about events across the nation and topics for our own morality. Let's openly discuss in an environment of trust where perception is reality. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, Perception is Reality. It is your host, David. And today, I am being joined by my good friend, Jessica Gartz. Hello, David. Hello, Jessica. How are you today? I'm fantastic. And you? I am doing well. I've uh, got my friend on with me, and she's going to take me down a wild ride. So I'm excited to find out what we're going to be talking about. Uh, and just in case the listeners haven't figured it out yet, I like to tell everybody how we know each other. Jess is my friend, so there you know. It's out in the open. Full disclosure podcast. <laughs> so, my friend, what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about why Satanists are not that bad. <laughs> uh, I'm not laughing because, like, I feel like, I, I for, first of all, I just want to clarify to everybody listening into you. I'm not laughing because... <laughs> I feel like Satanists are bad or not bad or whatever. Um, I just, it's a funny topic to me. I don't, I, it, it's funny because I'm talking to you about it and I kind of expected it, but you know. Right. Uh, just writing down the title for my notes so I can have a decent blog. <laughs> okay. So this is, of course, perception is reality. So we're talking about why they're not so bad. So that intimates to me that the perception out there is perhaps that the uh, general population, or as I like to call it, gen pop, might perceive Satanists as bad people. And, you know, I don't know why. I, for those people that listen, they know that I only have one tone. That This is going to be my sarcastic tone. Um, <laughs> And that uh, Satanists are always portrayed in a good role in the movies. I mean, they're obviously, you know, never portrayed in a bad way. Never, never. Especially so, not since the Satanic Panic of the 80s and 90s. Well, what are you talking about? What is that? So um, back decades ago, when I was a young lass, and you were a much younger lad, um, there was kind of a... a misgiving about um and by misgiving i mean absolute falsehood um made up stories about like satanic cults that were kidnapping children and you know using them for various nefarious means um which you know ultimately was found to be completely unfounded um but you'll find that there's you know it kind of spurred this um snowball effect of you know, parents going on talk shows and my son is satanic and he listens to Slayer and he wears black t-shirts all the time. Um, so and then, right on, sorry, go ahead. You finish. Well, I was going to say, and then the West Memphis three, I'm not sure if you're aware of uh, um, that story. No, uh, even though I did live in Memphis. Um, do you mind if you pause that for just sure, a second? Absolutely. Right. So listening to Slayer made you a Satanist? To some people, sure. Because, I mean, people may be shocked, maybe not shocked, but I definitely listened to my fair share of 
metal growing up. I mean, it was the 80s. That was my genre of choice back then. Sure. Um, I mean, as I've matured, I definitely have an appreciation for all music now. Uh, but back then it was, you know, hard rock or new rock as that was. And it was metal. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I remember being in college in Metallica or high school in Metallica coming out. I forget how old I am sometimes. But that was like mind blowing. And, you know, in fact, it was Slayer that had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on his guitar, I believe. <laughs> that wouldn't really surprise me. Those guys are all nerds. But, oh, totally, they are. Um, and then you said something before that. Uh, so, the, yeah, this, I, I just, I didn't know that people just automatically assume that because then that, that puts me in that. And then you said something before that that I had another point, but eh, um, I forgot. So can you tell me about the Memphis Three? Yeah, so the West Memphis Three, it was a case um, where, unfortunately, um, you know, a couple of, of young boys, um, and by young, I mean my daughter's age, like I think they were between the ages of seven and nine, uh, were murdered. And there were three, um, three young gentlemen who lived in the area who were, you know, the kind of guys that listened to Slayer and wore black t-shirts and, you know, flannels and ripped up jeans and combat boots. And, you know, it became, the blame was placed on them saying that, you know, they, had killed the boys in a satanic ritual and um, eventually they were exonerated. It would, you know, there wasn't enough, uh, they did end up going to prison, but um, they were able to get out on appeals um, just because they didn't actually do it. <laughs> um, but, you know, as part of the, the satanic panic that I was kind of mentioning, um, that was part of it, you know, that that was enough to uh, find these guys guilty there wasn't any real physical or forensic evidence tying them to the case. Hmm. It was just that they were weirdos. So because they were weirdos with long hair, flannels, baggy jeans, and Tim's, I mean, I'm assuming cause that's what we wore back then. We wore <laughs> right. Like combat boots or Tim's. Yeah. I mean, I had my Tim's. They weren't, um, I had the long hair. I had the, the flannels. I didn't wear the t-shirts. I wasn't a fan of t-shirts. I'm just really struggling to like envision that. I don't know why you're I need to see pictures of this they do exist I'm telling you like I had the long hair I mean um Sherry's the one who actually made me cut my hair that doesn't surprise me and by made she didn't I don't want like I uh, she didn't make me she literally the way she made me was um she just said I prefer guys with short hair and I think it would like the next day I was at the shop, like, was that? Just <laughs> David's puppy dog eyes are like, okay. Yep, I, I absolutely, to this day, 27 years later, it's still the same thing. She never told me, she just said it, and uh, I, just, I just wanted to do it because, but anyway, yes, that is a, all a true statement. Um, and also, I need to um, let you know that I'm slightly taking offense to the fact that you keep picking on Slayer. Like, do you not like Slayer? Is that why I you love Slayer. Saying? I, so, I love Slayer. It's just, it's kind of like the, the chronological, you know, correct, most well-known, like I, I can't really, you know, pull out. Okay. Well, I guess, yeah, people, stuff like that. Well, I mean, you know, uh, we could go down the list of right. uh, incredible acts that were then. I mean, it, but uh, I guess we'll just apologize to Slayer and say that, you know, because they obviously listen to this podcast, because why wouldn't they? Right. Um, that we mean no disrespect to them. And 
you know what, if anybody doesn't care for that kind of music, well, that's okay. You're allowed not to. We're allowed to like it. Uh, for example, like I said, I, 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 I listen to all genres um, and I'm particularly fond of slack key Hawaiian guitar. So there. Um, <laughs> so when it we're just basically like my, like for grow, growing up, like my time, it was Marilyn Manson. You know what I mean? Ah, when the I, beautiful like, people. When I was in high school. Exactly. When I was in middle school and high school, it was Marilyn Manson who was like, if you listen to him, then you were you know, evil and all that. Well, um, I mean, I'm not saying I agree with them, but he kind of took it to a different level. Though. He did. He did. I mean, he really did take it to a different level. And then he had the, um, didn't he have horns implanted? No. Um, I thought he had some implants put in, facial implants or something. Or Mm-mm. All right. It's probably that's a whole else. lot of That's a whole lot of stories. There's a oh, lot maybe. of stories made up about ways that he's modified his body over the years. Well, that, and that's very true. And I could be wrong or I could be confusing him because I know that there was a famous person around that time when the implants were, and I remember watching it, like seeing the thing on TV because I remember them. I actually watched, they filmed the operation. I, it probably wasn't Marilyn, but it was. I know it was somebody else. But anyway, sorry, Marilyn. <laughs> um, so do we're you- We're making all sorts of metal acts angry tonight. We are. <laughs> um, but you know- Sorry, the, guys. Sorry, guys. We do. With mad respect to all musicians. Um, as everybody knows, Jeremiah Craig does the intro and outro. So he's a musician. He's not a metal act, but he's still a musician. It's not easy. Uh, by the way, and you're probably going to get mad at me for mentioning this, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast and going on the record and doing this because somebody, one of the two of us, really thinks the other one has a very beautiful voice and would love to hear that person oh, sing. So. I just want you to say I, I appreciate you trusting me with the podcast. So thank you for that. If I don't, if I forget, I didn't. I just wanted to thank you up front. Well, I really, um, I really do think you have a beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you suck. But anyway, um, so do you consider yourself a Satanist? Because I'm trying to, I mean, I understand from knowing you, why this would be a topic for you, I think, but um, again, it's it's just perceptions based on some you know cursory Facebook feeds and, and sure. you know talking to you. But I mean, really, do do you consider yourself a Satanist? So I consider myself a secular humanist, um, which you know roughly would just mean that. I want the world to be a better place and I'm going to do things to make the world a better place without a religion involved in it or a need for, you know, some reward system. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a member of uh, an organization that is labeled as a Satanist organization, which I do not have, you know, I'm not speaking on any official capacity for. Um, but um with most of these, you know, organizations, when they're using that label, um, a lot of people will say, you know, well, uh, how are you an atheist organization if you're, you know, calling yourself Satanists? Doesn't that mean that you believe in in Satan? Um, and in short, the answer is no. Um, it's really more. What's the organization name? Uh, the Satanic Temple. Ah, uh, okay. Um, okay. Got it. So, got it. Okay, this makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
So okay, and go ahead. I, 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 I'm, I'm on board now. I'm, my okay. thoughts are forming. Please <laughs> So the temple doesn't actually believe in, and its members, obviously, um, doesn't believe in the existence of like a, of a literal Satan being. Um, just like they don't believe in a, the, a literal, you know, God or any God, um, Christian or otherwise, um, or any real supernatural at all. So like, you know, very logic-based, very reason-based, very scientific-based, um, and not superstitious. Questions about that. But okay. um, if, so you know, part of the, the podcast is I don't like to know what's going on or prep because I want to work through what I'm experiencing and where my perceptions are coming from or our guests. Sometimes I'll pick a topic for a guest. So, um, and, you know, again, everybody has their own lenses. Everybody's heard this before. So my perception of this group is even though, I guess here's my perception of, the, of this group is that they chose that that they're they're not they don't believe in um mono or polytheistic deities at all mm -hmm. so um not that uh satan would be a god but if you believe in satan you believe in god they're kind of intertwined exactly um, so um but my my perception is that they chose that moniker or name to um, kind of draw attention or get attention or um, like, I feel like that's a name you pick to make a statement. That's the word I think I'm looking for. It's just to make a statement, make a statement. Yeah. I mean, so ultimately um, it's symbolic. Um, so Satan as a, as a literary being, which is what we would kind of consider him since it's not something we would believe in as a deity. Um, or part of an, a religion, I guess, um, is symbolic of you know the opposition um, to authority. So if you think about the story of Satan in the Bible, mm -hmm. uh, or Lucifer, I guess you should say, yeah. uh, Lucifer was was God's favorite angel in the Bible, and he had an issue with God liking the humans better than the angels, and was cast out of heaven for it. He wanted equality among all of God's creatures, if you will, um, and was cast out for it. So it's kind of embracing that um, as, you know, Satan as a symbol of rebellion and, and um, opposition of authority. Which is, I was going to say, which is funny, but it's not funny and I can't think of the right word, but it's interesting because some people have a very negative view of him uh, or her. We don't know. Uh, how are we? Who are we to judge? Um, but for this sake, I may slip and say him all the time. But we really don't know. Um, for the sake of conversation, I think yes, that's thank totally you. fine. <laughs> um, they see Lucifer as the light bringer, as the representation of the snake in the Garden of Eden, Garden of Eden mm -hmm. who was bringing knowledge, and that's what that tree was—was was true knowledge. Um, and the bringer of knowledge. So there are people that don't believe in Lucifer or, you know, Satan as being, um, well, Lucifer specifically as being a bad, 
person slash angel slash whatever because just brought knowledge, which I guess is, and then I, there's definitely the defiance side of it because it's like, you know, God's keeping a whole bunch of stuff from you guys. Just, you know, eat this apple and, you know, let's be done with it. Right. Um, so yeah, I can, I can see that too. Is there any of the knowledge aspect or is it really just like um, fight the power? I mean, kind of all of the above. Um, you know, if you look at, if you look at it from, you know, a, I don't want to say anti-religion because it kind of is a religion, but it's not because <laughs> there's no higher power um, that's being like worshipped. Um, if you look at it from, you know, a, the standpoint of what it is that they're actually trying to accomplish, um, maybe not so much the, the knowledge of all things, you know, but um, the good in the world that really could be if it weren't for some of this stuff that we work against. And what, what are those things that, that, and either you yourself believe or that the satanic temple is working against? So the, the two biggest things um, that they are involved in that really caught my attention and, and made me sort of look at them and, and take them a little more seriously and change my perception of them, um, there's, there's really two, maybe three big ones. Um, religious plurality. So um, they'll go to states that put up maybe Ten Commandments monuments on Capitol grounds. And they'll say, um, you know, if, if you guys can do this, if there can be this, you know, monument on the Capitol grounds, then all other religions should also be able to put up their monuments on Capitol grounds uh, because we have a First Amendment right to separation of church and state. Um, and, you know, try to fight for that and um, usually end up creating some kind of lawsuit somewhere. Um, there's actually one kind of ongoing in Arkansas right now. Um, and then also uh, women's reproductive rights. So a lot of states have faith-based uh, legislation that requires that women um, who are seeking abortions uh, will view faith-based kind of materials that are hoping to steer them away from it. Um, which, you know, with, in a country that Christians are maybe still the majority, um, but that majority is waning. Um, how appropriate is it to, you know, force all women who are seeking this medical treatment uh, to, you know, watch some sort of faith-based documentary or, you know, information to try to steer them away from it if they maybe don't participate in that faith? What's the third one? Um, that one's a little bit of a smaller one. So uh, one of the campaigns that they run is called Gray Faction. Um, and it's really um, against medical conspiracy theories, um, psychiatric abuse, pseudoscience, uh, doing a lot of work in those areas. And that's mostly like in regard to some of the stuff that is stemmed from that satanic panic that I was mentioning earlier. So what would be like a medical, did you say medical falsehood? Yeah. Or what, 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 like what? Um, so 
psychiatric abuse in the sense of like exploiting patients and pressuring them to um, uh, come up with uh, fake false memories or not necessarily like pressuring them to do it, but planting that seed in their head that, you know, something happened that maybe really didn't. Mm. Um, there's whole organizations uh, dedicated to um, repressed memory therapies um, that are less than straightforward <laughs> organizations. Yes, I can think of one huge one um, that does a lot with that. Uh, okay. One might even consider it a religion. Yeah. <laughs> um, we won't mention that at all because no. I don't feel like dealing with their lawyers. No, uh, no, thank you. But that's an interesting topic in and of itself. And I could talk a lot about that because I like to read a lot about those topics and how the memory works and how, well, I won't get into it. I've already said too much, but. I've got lots of materials that I can get to you. Oh yeah. I love, I, I read that <laughs> stuff. I, I actually, I actually do study how, because I mean, it's the podcast, right? So right. I like to use my learnings there to help me come up with questions to understand how people have come to their beliefs or, or look at them. Um, I like to think it's helping because I understand how the memory works and how you can, uh, you know, have a memory that you believe so is so real, but your brain is altered. You're not remembering the actual memory, but that's, that's a different, totally different topic. So we could spend an entire other episode on that. <laughs> oh, yes, we could. Um, it's fascinating. The, the brain research that I've read about is just fascinating and the memories and how they're formed and all right, I'm getting too excited. So <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. So when you said okay. they're not that bad, um, sure. I wouldn't even call, are we talking about, I mean, actual Satanists are Satanists, right? But you're, are we talking about those people? Or are we talking about the Satanic temple who really is non, it's not really religion at all. Um, it just has a quote unquote religious word in the title of the organization. Well, sure. too, because I guess temple and Satanic, but. Right. I mean, technically, it's not considered a religion legally yet. And I think that that's part of, you know, the, the problem that um, with some of these lawsuits that they create when they're trying to fight for religious pluralism, you know, religious pluralism means all religions, uh, not just ones that give our government the warm and fuzzies. Uh -huh. um, they just want the nonprofit so. status. Right. <laughs> no, that's not the case. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. Um, I'm totally, if you're out there, I was teasing. <laughs> that was, you know, don't believe what I just said there. Uh, although it would be a huge benefit to them, quite frankly. I mean, we, I think that uh, the temple is well taken care of. And um, I believe that um, they already are a 501c3 organization, even though they're not like religious they don't get the religious exemptions mm -hmm. or they have a 501c3 i'd have to look a little bit further into that but um but it is you know it's it's taken very seriously by you know religious scholars incredible religious scholars anyway 
the satanic temple movement mm -hmm. well it should be taken seriously i mean any i mean it's a huge organization right now um, absolutely so i mean it, it should definitely be taken seriously and and by that by saying taken seriously i don't mean like serious as in a threat or anything like that i mean just like right. it's a legitimate organization with actual members they have they're organized uh, you know they're serious as in they're serious about what they're doing not they're <sighs> i say that they're stuff not a threat. Because, yes okay. I, I say that stuff because what i found is words matter um yes and they can be twisted and they can be uh, inferred so i'm trying to so that sometimes i go overboard a little bit so are we, we're not really talking about Satanist Satanists. We're really talking about the Satanic temple and the perception people have of them. Or are we talking about both? Because we can talk about both if you want. I think in general. So if you, um, you know, most people who are members of the temple refer to themselves as Satanists. Uh, but also people who are members of the Church of Satan consider themselves Satanists. And they're, you know, not uh, speaking unofficially for any organization, the Church of Satan is like a little less uh, savory of a group. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so why would why would a member of the Satanic Temple call themselves a Satanist if they're not? I mean, I guess my humble opinion would be that if you're going to call yourself a Satanist, that would mean that you would believe in Satan, which we just already covered. If you believe in Satan, right. you believe in God. So that totally doesn't sound like it jives. Same reason that the temple calls it Satan. Same reasons we discussed before. I mean, same kind of idea. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. So do you, when you bring this up, because you go, you're a very admirable person because you have the cojones to go off of on what I call Facebook hiatuses. Like I only managed to go off of there for like 48 hours and I'm back on there, you know, looking for my next fix, but you'll like go off for months. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I just came off of, what was it? Six months, almost five yeah. months. I, I, that's awesome. I mean, seriously, because I don't want to be a slave to Zuckerberg and his, I mean, I talked about this in episode two with Jeremiah about big data. I really hate the fact that they know more about me than I know about myself. I, that it sincerely bothers me. Right. I can't stop. And then now that I have the podcast, I have to promote it. When if you don't have a Facebook page, you don't have anything. I mean, and then now Instagram's tied into that. Right. So, I mean, they, I'm, I got sucked back in. I mean, you know why I came back, right? Uh, because you missed all your friends like me? I mean, no, I can talk to you whenever I want to. True. That's um, a good point. Because I had to help my daughter sell Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> you know, I was going to say that the timing was awfully coincidental. I have to promote the Girl Scout cookies. So real, real quick, just between us kids. So she's still off the record, Scout. right? She's yeah, of course I'm using my <laughs> off the record voice. So she's still a Girl Scout. Yes. You didn't sign her up for Boy Scouts. I probably won't. Not that I'm against what they're trying to accomplish. I'm actually 100% for it, um, which I'm sure does not surprise you at all. No, not um, at all. But both scouting groups, Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts, um, 
have an overarching uh, kind of oath to um, religious responsibility, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I and I'm not a really big fan. It's kind of why I brought it up. Yeah. So, yes, they they very much both do. Um, and I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I think that, you know, she should be allowed to make her own decisions, obviously. But, like, when she's old enough to think critically about those decisions. Um, so, uh, we're actually, I th I'm thinking I'm going to transition her over to 4-H. Interesting. We do have that here. Yeah, I know. I, I Believe me, I know. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that until a couple weeks that? ago. Yes, we have 4-H there. So, I grew up in the sticks, too. You would think I knew that. I, I wasn't going to uh, try to point that out, but I mean, I was going to actually point that out like hardcore. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good organization, too. I, I was just wondering, because I know that, real quick, and, and I warn everybody, I follow the butterflies. I'll bring it back, I promise. But... Um, one was I wanted to highlight the religious tone overtones to the Girl and Boy Scouts, which we kind of discussed. Mm -hmm. The other is, like, I could, my understanding of girls wanting to join the Boy Scouts wasn't necessarily that it was exclusionary. It's just that they found the Girl Scouts boring. boring. Yes. And, like, the Boy Scouts do stuff. That's cooler stuff. Cooler stuff. Basically, that's that's my impression. And it could be wrong. No. So you're totally right. Um, and. I I got a really unique perspective of that um, growing up because I was in Girl Scouts until I was 11 or 12. Uh, but then also my dad was a Boy Scout troop leader. So when I would go to my dad's for the weekends, I would get to go on camping trips and go to troop meetings and do Boy Scout stuff with the boys who were all, you know, only a couple of years older than me. So I got kind of the best of both worlds. And yeah, the boys do way cooler stuff. Yeah, I could totally see um, see that. Uh, personally, I had a, I was a scout, didn't like it. Um, it's not for everybody. I was bored stiff, but that's a totally other podcast. Um, plus, <laughs> I just can't stand camping. I love just, camping. I just can't even stand it. Like I, I, I would go totally go glamping. Like I need an actual bed. I don't mind eating over, I will cook over fire. We do it in the backyard now. Fine. I'll roast a hot dog. I'll do whatever. But the whole sleeping on the ground in a, in a sleeping bag thing, no. Which, that old man attitude is probably why you don't believe that I listened to bands like Slayer, Metallica, <laughs> Faith No More, Anthrax, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. Um, but I digress. Uh, so I just had to get your take on that real quick. Um, sure. Because that I'm hoping somebody else will want to talk about that more specifically in a future podcast. Um, it's hard to get guests. People are afraid to go on the record. So moving back to Satanists. Uh, oh, I know what I wanted to say real quick. Everybody should know. I'm going to call out your parenting style for a second, but not in a bad okay. way, in a good way. That I really respect, and we've done this with our own children, which is probably why I respect it so much, is that you allow your daughter to make her own decisions. There was, I remember, a conversation. I don't remember who was trying to have a conversation with you, but it was about ear piercing or piercings in general. Yeah. And you were like, I am not piercing her ears. She's not old nope. enough to make that decision on her own. Yeah. I'm a huge believer in autonomy, especially bodily auto autonomy. I don't make her hug people. 
So like if she does not want to hug someone hello, I, I'm not going to force her to because it's her body and it's her choice. Um, and same with getting her ears pierced. I didn't take her to do it when she was a baby, like a lot of people do. And it, and it like physically grosses me out when people get their baby's ears pierced because those babies can't say no. No, they, they, they can't. Um, they can't. So I've always, uh, you know, I've always liked that because we've done the same thing. And to this day, uh, Marissa, who's 22, still doesn't have her ears pierced. And, you know, God bless her. Um, we never, like, I, I kind of wish the no hugging thing was a thing when I was a child. Um, because I'm a huge, I have a huge bubble. You, you know this because yeah. you're my close friend, but I do. I have a huge bubble. I don't like being touched. I don't like. I'm like the Jerry, I'm Jerry Seinfeld from that episode with Mary, the elevator lady. That's me pretty much. Um, now over the years, people like yourself who've been friends of mine for a long time, I don't mind when I see you, you're like in the inner circle, I'll give you a big right. old hug if you want or not, I don't care. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't stress me like meeting somebody for like the first or second time and it's, it's weird. So I, I appreciate yeah. those people who, who do that again whole nother podcast episode <laughs> I just wanted to say that that there is huge choice involved and I like that you help her but you also help her like if she's got questions you answer them like there's a decision making process and your your answers or your talks I mean I've heard some of them I've been around they're very neutral which is awesome and that's hard to maintain neutrality so good job yeah, it really can be, especially when your own um, instinct is pulling you in a specific direction and you want to say, you know, no, or you want to tell them what they're supposed to do. And that's, that's hard when it comes to, you know, day-to-day -day conversation of, you know, maybe you don't need another snack because you already had two Rice Krispie treats, which is a conversation that we had earlier <laughs> today. Um, and it's also, you know, a on a more broad level, you know, when it comes to the religion stuff, you know, she, right. she knows who I am. She um, sees, you know, what I participate in and understands my beliefs and I don't force them down her throat because she's her own person. And if I may, well, I'm going to anyway, so you can just yell at me later, but <laughs> the Part of the reason that may shock some of the listeners that don't know you, but they will, because you're going to send me a picture and I'll put it up like every other episode, uh, is that you have a few piercings. Couple. Couple. One or two. Um, and by one maybe, or two, maybe I... Maybe three. Yeah. May, maybe. Um, so... Got a couple tattoos here and there. Only like 35. No big deal. What's like one? Um, <laughs> one big one. One big one. Just covers 90% of your body, which is fine. Um, which I'm going to get to, by the way, in a second, I want to talk okay. about that, um, is that, and the reason I bring that up is because the fact that you have so many piercings and that's something that you, um, like because you have them, but you like them for you and, and you didn't impose that upon an infant. And, um, I mean, we've been gone for two years, so I don't know if she has them or not or yet, or not yet. Made it. so there you go. So that's, I just want people to understand, like, this is the caliber of person that you are, that it's, you know, she sees that you have them. You're like, somebody might assume, and again, we're talking about perceptions, looking at you, they could assume that you would have, like, she would have ear spears for sure, but it's not the way. You're like, she will make up her own 
darn mine when she is darn good and ready. Yep. And I like that. So can we talk about the piercings and the tattoos? Because I have a feeling uh, that having piercings and tattoos and being a member of the satanic temple might be a compounding effect when it comes to people's perceptions of who you are as a real person. Yes, absolutely. Green hair covered in tattoos, carrying around a you know card that says I'm a member of the satanic temple. Yeah, absolutely. People make all sorts of assumptions. Green hair now? I didn't know we had green. Yeah, it's been green for a little while. Is it? Yeah. Cool. Oh, you pull it off. I, I kind of personally, I liked the, the blue and the purple that one time. I might go back to that. I really that was, liked that too. Those were my cool. Nighthawks colors though. Yeah, that was, well, I mean, <laughs> go ahead and give them a shout out because you are their number one fan. And I, have been featured in several pictures. It's true. I am uh, I'm a very big Rochester Nighthawks fan. I'm looking forward to seeing them play this weekend. Go Hawks. There you go. And for everybody, tell them what sport it is. That's lacrosse. There you go. And they can now go look them up and support them. Uh, Absolutely. And they can surf the website and see your uh, picture on there because you are their number one fan. <laughs> um, so can you tell us, like, I mean... Part of the reason I did all that build up is to to tell everybody really the kind of awesome person that you are. And I feel, I mean, I've seen you get judged because of the way that you look. And I always think that that's BS, but I mean, you deal with it like you deal with everything else. You're very graceful about it. Um, and if it bothers you, you've never let that show. But how does that impact you when somebody looks at you and they just make a snap judgment? Because, and I posted this article and I've talked about it, how many milliseconds, Jessica, does it take for somebody to make a judgment? Not very many. 10. It takes 10 milliseconds for somebody to get their initial snap judgment about you. Mm -hmm. Well, the plural you, not you, you, but I mean, right. obviously you're included in that. But so does does do these things how do these things impact you or do they not impact you is my perception that they do impact you wrong i wouldn't say that they that i'm necessarily like negatively affected by other people's perceptions of me i think that it makes me work to be an even better person um, and to do better things in my life um kind of one of those like oh yeah is that what you think well watch this type feelings um you know where i feel like i have something to prove um and i work to you know kind of give the uh the proverbial finger to people who feel ill of me because of who they perceive me to be i understand that i do that a lot too i mean um i, I don't it's not a fair comparison because the things that people judge you on are much more visual, visual easy for me to say, <laughs> visual, because you do have piercings, you have hair that's not a standard color. And I'm not, I'm saying that because as far as I know, I've never met a woman that has her natural color, just saying, right. um, which is fine. Uh, I think that if you want to change your hair color, you do you. And as long as you're happy, who gives a poop about what anybody else thinks? There's However, 
me, I mean, I just have resting bitch face um, and people like to assume a lot of things. And that actually, <laughs> it causes me grief. I, why are you angry? Well, I wasn't, but now I am angry. So my assumption or perception of you is that like, you have you have that, but worse. So right, I, because I also suffer from that very serious affliction. And then I have weird hair and stuff in my face on top of it. <laughs> And that does, that does actually, um, for me, I go one of two ways. Uh, one, I like to do what you said is to go and prove them wrong. I like proving people wrong. Um, the other way is, well, you think I'm mad? Okay, now I'm mad. Let's talk about why I'm mad. And I actually get mad, which is immature. And I admit that. And But it gets something done. It gets the conversation had at least. So I guess it's not a waste. I guess it's not a total waste, but people still don't. Um, I don't, and this goes back to your early comment about, and a lot of these issues I know women, and I'm not trying to associate myself saying that I have it as bad because I feel like women who have resting bitch face suffer a lot more like you get told to smile a lot more than I do like if we were in a room and I had where you know you and I would actually this probably happened if I'm not it mistaken. has probably happened several times because <laughs> we're not exactly participatory people we're you know observers so I can see us I have I, I don't know what city it was in but I'm sure it was Miami or Dallas or one of those events that we were probably just sitting around looking um, staring at the other people, like just taking it all in. And I'm sure people were judging a lot. Look at those two curmudgeons when we were having a perfectly good time. Right. Um, and somebody is more likely to walk up and say to me, you should smile more or you're so much prettier when you smile and things like that than they would to you. Yeah. And thank you for bringing that back up because I was struggling to figure out what the hell my point was because I was just remembering us at all those stupid events, those work events, um, <laughs> wearing those awesome clothes, uh, those oh, matching, no. the matching shirts were just fantastic. I found a pin recently. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I, when we moved to Texas, I threw all that stuff out of the move. I found a lot of it and I, I just got, I donated it, I think. Um, but you're right. People, I feel like people do say that to women more. It's like, oh, you'd be pretty if you smiled. Well, what's wrong with her now? I mean, nothing's wrong with her. She's still pretty. And she, why this is she just smile? my face, you guys. Exactly. Um, so when you add all that in, and then you've got the satanic membership, or sorry, the satanic temple membership card, which, you know, the way you just said it makes it sound like you have that pin probably, you know, on your lapel, which I'm sure you probably <laughs> have one. But I mean, what's that like like do you just get weird stares do people talk to you about that like do they give you an opportunity to talk about it does it start a conversation or does it just like a side eye and a quick move on and you know like you see in the movies where they're shuffling along little johnny or Susie, and they're you know patting mother butt come come don't look at the animal behind the cage <laughs> i mean i've definitely experienced that um you know where where it's kind of one of those like side eye like oh um, but you know, I've experienced the other side of it too, um, where I was at the bank, I was in the passenger seat of my mom's car and we were going to the ATM and I handed her my wallet 
to take my card out because she has my pin number because my mom knows everything. Um, don't tell her that. They all do. And I know, right? Um, and she, and my card, I literally do carry around a membership card. I'm not making that up. And she asked what it was. So I told her, um, and I explained, you know, kind of what, what the whole idea was. And, um, there's tenants. So it's kind of like the rules of not the rules, but like the philosophies that the temple is guided by, um, that are printed on the back of the card. And my mom read them and she goes, well, this doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> so it's kind of like the opposite side of that. We're like, okay, like my mom just found out, you know, expecting that whole, like, what is wrong with you? And instead, you know, actual curiosity and wanting to understand what was going on. So when you, when you say what the tenants are, they really, they're not bad. I no. mean, they don't just not sound bad. Did I say that right? They're not bad. I mean, they, I mean, by fighting for religious plurality, that's right. fighting for, uh, well, like you said, all religions. So yeah. our, our Muslim friends, our Hindu friends, uh, our atheist friends, you know, mine and all our atheists aren't really religious. That's a bad example, right? Well, no, that's a good example because freedom, freedom of religion should include freedom from religion. That's true. Okay, good. I did get that right. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the seven fundamental tenets are tenants i keep i always say tenants because they pay rent right i can never get it right tenants uh one should strive to act with compassion and and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason reasonable Mm -hmm. the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions reasonable One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. So, like, let me make my own decisions for my own body, thanks. Reasonable. Um, The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. Um, Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world, and one should take care to never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Um, and then the last two are my favorite. So people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that it may have caused. Totally reasonable, right? Mm-hmm. And then every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility and in action and thought. And the spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Interesting. Those are definitely interesting and um i mean they're definitely interesting so and there's not a thing about sacrificing babies in there it's so weird no um, <laughs> no there's not so though i'm sure several people just stopped tuning in because they're disappointed now uh, right darn it oh man um i mean i can see how some of these words would be because I just looked them up so I could because I couldn't write fast enough to write them down so I looked them sure. up um, but I could see how some of these would be loaded statements to some people some organizations might consider them loaded statements um, like number six for example so people are fallible while well, the Pope is a person he's in technically infallible um, by design so 
and I'm I'm not trying to start an argument. I'm just saying like I right. get how there could be some consternation uh, amongst some of the Good tenants, work. even though like thank you that was you know I, I paid twenty five cents for that one. <laughs> um, but I mean, let's let's talk about them. So one should strive and, and act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures and accordance with reason. So let's see. Uh, don't kick a puppy or drown a kitten. Sounds reasonable to me. Um, right. Uh, there's other stuff that one might say, love thy neighbor could fit in there as well. You know, where there, people are creatures too, whether people want to admit that or not, we're all creatures. Sure. Um, the struggle for justice is ongoing and necessary pursuit. That is true. That should prevail over laws and institutions. So the struggle for justice should prevail over laws and institutions. That's an interesting one. So it's basically the same as saying an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So one could interpret that just, um, and I'm saying this to make sure that I, I get it, as one can interpret that as if you're selling cigarettes and you have your arms up and you get shot and killed for selling cigarettes with your arms up and you're not really resisting arrest, that that injustice is an injustice for all. Correct. Was that, a, that was a good example. I mean, I love that example. Okay. Cause I mean, that's something, another topic that I'd love to talk about because I think there's a lot of perceptions and misperceptions around that incident, but okay, I think that's fit there. One's body is inviolable. How do you pronounce that word? Inviolable. You right, did it now, right. That's a fancy word. <laughs> so that means, can you break that down for us normal people? So um, basically, let me make my own decisions about what happens to my body, and you can make your own decisions about what happens to your body as well. So that would be like, for example, Somebody who does get their kids' ears pierced. <laughs> oh well, yeah, there's that too. But yeah. I was going to go to a much, much. I was going to tread a little bit into the deeper water and say that somebody who doesn't believe in abortion for for themselves or their family, but doesn't feel that it's their right to impose the lack of access to one for somebody else. Yep, exactly. So because this person believes, you know. Um, and, and, you know, I don't, I've never lived in that situation, so I can't, you know, speak to it, but I'm just saying, um, you know, our, our experience is that if there was ever an accidental pregnancy, Sherry and I would never abort, but we, I would never, I would never look you in the eye and tell you that you couldn't do that. And, and, right. you know, that then there's the whole, like, murder conversation and stuff, which I haven't come to grips with myself, but that's not my decision uh, to make. Sure. You know, and I don't even know how I really feel about that. Uh, I just know that I feel strongly that I shouldn't be telling you what to do. Right. Uh, the freedom And that's basically be... tenant three right there. Yeah. Okay. That's why I went into the deep water. I need to understand <laughs> this because, and, and we're going through this, the tenants to make sure that like why you are not a bad person and you're, um, fellow colleagues or members in, in this are not, because that's what we wanted to talk about, why we're not, right. you know, people might perceive because certain words are being used that that means bad things, but it doesn't. So the freedoms of others should be respected, including freedom 
to offend. Now this is one to willingly and to willingly to willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego your own. All right, that almost freedoms of okay the freedoms of others should be respected. Got it, including the freedom to a friend. Yeah, I I, I a friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, offer it no i'm just kidding um to willing and to, okay so <sighs> so with this one that means that i may not like what somebody says but they have the right to their opinion and they have the right to say it which is yes. one of the tenets of this podcast is that you know i don't mind if i could actually and i have a bunch of strangers coming up that i have meetings with that i've never met before so they could be trolls you know, and they could come on and just, you know, be whatever they want to be and have these strong opinions, but I'm not here to judge them on your, their opinion, but I do want to learn why they have that opinion. Right. You know, and if they decided to come on the podcast and troll me, I would like to know why they chose me. And, you know, I want to know what that thought process is. Hey, you know, sure. whatever. So that's, that's somewhat of a decent example there is like, you know, um, if I feel the need to say something or somebody else feels the need to say something, they have the right to say that something. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think anybody's ever died from being offended. I don't think so. Uh, I'd have to look. I'll check the CDC and okay. see what their numbers say. But I'm pretty sure it's zero. Okay, so, you know, I think I've got it a handle on number four. Beliefs should conform okay. to the best scientific understanding of the world. We should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit our belief. Beliefs should conform to our best scientific understanding of the word. What beliefs? The beliefs of this general, like all beliefs. Yes. So um, our best scientific understanding is that the earth is not flat. Well, there's an expedition coming up to Antarctica to prove you all wrong. <laughs> so just just be careful. And then there was that guy with the rocket that proved the opposite. But anyway, um, actually, I posted it. I'm, I'm just going to say this because it made me laugh that I posted an article that there was a hipster who tried to sue the publication for using his image because the article, I think it was MIT Sloan, um, the article had a picture of a hipster saying that they all look alike. And, and it wasn't actually, him. It wasn't him. <laughs> so he proved the point that they all look alike. Right. Uh, uh, so I guess that's scientific understanding. Uh, and I agree. We don't have, we should not distort scientific facts um, to fit our own personal beliefs, but people will. That's what we do. Right. People are fallible. Um, people Except for are. the Pope. Well, I mean, uh, I was bringing that up as an example of there is one person on the earth that is technically considered infallible, and that is the Pope. Um, well, but I actually think I actually think Pope Francis might disagree with that himself. I think he's of the Pope's go. He's um, of the Pope's in my lifetime. I think he's definitely the coolest. He's the humblest. I mean, he's no Dalai sure. Lama. I love that no. guy. But I mean, you know, the Pope's pretty cool. Um, he's been doing some really cool things. Um, 
you know, the, the work that he's definitely putting in right now with what they have going on is pretty extraordinary. So it, it is. And, um, as a Catholic, I, I agree with you. Uh, my religious beliefs are a whole nother episode because they're, I'm not going to lie or sugarcoat it. They're constantly evolving and uh, I've never been one to, and I've said this in a previous podcast, a sheep, uh, I'm not a sheep. So I've never really bought into the whole thing. So I need to sort out my own feelings on that. But what this is saying is that people are, we make mistakes. So I'm walking down the street and I'm looking at you sitting down at the cafe. You've got your resting bitch face on. And I say, wow, you should smile. And I trip and fall and spill water on you. I should apologize for that and rectify all of that situation. Exactly. Um, And any harm because the water got on you and and everything. Right. Um, Meanwhile, while judging you for that, having my own resting bitch face on. See the irony there? So every tenant... So every tenant before, the previous six are designed to inspire nobility and action and thought, right? This is referring to the previous six? Exactly. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. So how would you verbalize that one? How would you explain compassion of wisdom? The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should prevail over the written or spoken word. So basically, if, um, like, for example, um, with, oh, I don't know, uh, number one. So the spirit of compassion says that, you know, um, we're trying to take care of each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and justice. So I am walking down the street in the city and I find somebody beating up a homeless man. Now, tenant one says that I should act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures, right? Mm-hmm. But my spirit of compassion and my spirit of justice uh, and, and those, uh, those things it should inspire me to help this man, correct? Uh, I would hope so. And that may not always be in accordance with tenant number one towards the aggressor, right? So, you know, there's always going to be exceptions to the rules, basically. And while these aren't hard and fast rules, because there's just really gray area everywhere, there would always be exceptions. So that would be the best way that I would translate that, I guess. Well, I appreciate you helping me through the tenants. And, and the reason I wanted to focus, in case anybody's wondering, is what the hell is he doing? Is this an advertisement? No. No. The point was of the podcast, Jessica wanted to come on. She picked her topic as why Satanists are not that bad. And I quote unquote, why Satanists are not that bad. So this, I believe, covering the tenants of the Satanic Temple for you helps illustrate some people's perceptions just on the words alone may be negative, but by walking through the tenants with you, I feel like I've helped explain why you're not that bad. But you, you meaning the plural. The plural you. Are, yeah. yeah. So. No, okay. I would agree. Okay. Because, um, you know, this is all just a learning experience you know, for me. And if, if I can learn something and other people can learn along with me, then great. Sure. Um. Very interesting. 
the why why do you think people take things at face value because it's easy have you ever heard the term emotional labor yes i hate that term i think it's a cop-out or people use it as a cop-out and that really frustrates me um but people will have their perceptions and take things at face value because it's easier than putting in the emotional labor to find out the details. That's an interesting take on that. I like it. Um, and I'm guilty of it. I mean, everybody is. Well, we all are. And there's, you know, to quote one of your tenants or believe in it, there's scientific um, proof as to why in the article I posted about the 10 millisecond snap judgment, there's reasons why we've evolved to do that. Uh, and it's in a, it, it goes back to fight or flight literally. Yeah, and I, and I'm generalizing that. So that's also why we classify things as far as, uh, like race, for example, people like to classify things all the time. Like if we didn't like to classify things, we wouldn't have the classification system, would we? Um, right. There'd be no Dewey Decimal System and there would just be chaos, Jessica. And then what would I do? Exactly. You just have to Google it. But then they wouldn't have been able to scan it in because they wouldn't have known how to find it. Uh, right. But no, in seriousness, we, we do. We like to classify things and it all has to do with fight or flight and difference. Things that are different helped us as the human race because I, I, I agree with the, uh, shoot, I forgot her name. Uh, but there is one human race. Uh, we may have different skin tones, but we're all part of the same human race. Uh, mm -hmm. But classifying people or uh, things has helped us evolve and survive. Uh, you know, if you instantly look at somebody and you think, okay, threat. And there are, are people who have used that to an extreme where that's been completely wrong. Um, Correct. People aren't a threat who are. Uh, and I think we need to work on that because we need to evolve along with, with that. And that seems to be lacking. Uh, I don't really agree with them. Personally, I don't agree with classification systems, but I mean, when you look at it, we do, you know, people, people are different. We have to recognize it at least. Um, I think we recognize it, but I think we need to celebrate it more. I mean, you know, just... Like for a long time, and I'm just going to go on a, another David segue. It's like for a long time, I was one of those people who's like, I don't see color. And I've learned, thanks to friends, that that's not what anybody wants. Right. And my favorite response to that, I don't know if you ever watched it. Um, Tommy Laren went on the, uh, the Trevor Noah show, The Daily mm -hmm. Show. Um, and said those exact words and his response to her was what do you do at stoplights <laughs> I watched that but I didn't remember that quote um, I did watch that but I honestly didn't remember that what it is that is funny um, but what there you know what what anybody wants is to be recognized and uh, recognized that you know by right. not seeing colors like just not seeing and acknowledging and at a basic level, we all just want to be acknowledged in a, in a positive sure. way. 
by saying i don't see color you're basically like invalidating you know that person's culture and their background and their history like well none of that exists because you're just standing right in front of me but none of that matters oh exactly um and i've learned that you know because by saying that i thought it was helping i wasn't helping anybody um but you know i know that now and knowledge is power sure um and when we know better we do better Yes. I'm going to write that one down for your blog. <laughs> for your blog post. So can I ask, because we're coming up on an hour, I do want to, to wrap it up soon. Sure. But uh, what made you want to come on the podcast and talk about this? Like, what was that seed? Because I, I said this earlier, not many people, it's hard to get a guest because not many people really want to come on the record because once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. It's a really vulnerable thing. It, it is. And you know me well enough to know how this is a huge step for me. Sure. Um, I think that from the reason that this came up is um, I saw one of the, the posts about uh, Jean's episode a couple episodes mm -hmm. ago. I think mm -hmm. it was 12, right? Yes. Um, and you know, I was in the same Facebook session, um, kind of defending atheism and, 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 you know, membership of the satanic temple, um, with, you know, Facebook people. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. they're so uh, polite. Right, exactly. Um, and it kind of was one of those light bulb moments where, I feel like I spend so much time defending myself and my beliefs um, that I want to put myself in a position where I can discuss it without feeling like I have to be defensive. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, hopefully I've done justice to that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it was good practice for me, like without having to defend myself and, and explain, you know, um, why I am who I am. It helps that you have background and that you know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good, but I want you and anybody else coming on the show and anybody listening to the show, like a guest may say things that I don't agree with, but that's not what the show's about is me right. disagreeing with somebody. I want to learn and they have a safe environment and i'm not here to judge their beliefs i just want to learn about them sure um unless they're actual nazis well um again i wouldn't believe i wouldn't have to share their beliefs but i would be very curious to talk to any white supremacist or an actual nazi to understand how that became their belief system um were they born into it did they Sure. read about it and find ideals that they believed in and then why did they why do they uh why did those ideals you know speak to them like through right. what experiences and it's the same thing like and you could substitute um any religion for that too like you know why are you catholic why are you baptist did you know that in texas and some southern states that people don't consider catholics christian 
I didn't know that. That's interesting. I learned that the other day because um, somebody uh, was talking about being Catholic and then somebody else said to her, oh, I go to the Christian church. And she looked at them sideways like a dog who's confused. Not that she's a dog. I just you know, wanted to paint the picture of like, you know how right. the dog tilts its head? And she was like, uh, you know, Catholics believe in Christ, right? And then that was like a discussion about how Catholics aren't Christian. That's fascinating. Isn't it? I, I, I you learned so much. Um, I think that I would have a really hard time kind of going back to like the, the allowing people a space to like um, express their beliefs and discuss some of those beliefs, uh, some of those more controversial beliefs, I guess we should say. Because like, you know, religion and, and things like that, I don't really, I don't, I don't want to say I don't care because I do. Um, but those aren't a threat to anybody else for the most part. Um, but when you look at like the, the belief system of, you know, white supremacists and um, actual like literal Nazis, um, I, I feel like I would have a really hard time having a discussion with those people without getting angry. So you're a better uh, person than me because I don't not, know if I would be able to do it. I'm not saying that I would be able to, if they said something, something completely, the, if anybody, I don't want to just focus on them because there's a lot of things that I disagree with, but I would like to think that I could maintain a sense of neutrality, but also, I mean, just because I'm being neutral on a topic doesn't mean I agree with it. I'm like, I literally am trying to learn like why somebody believes something. So I would like to think that my curiosity would help me through that. Sure. But I think in that moment, I would probably preface that by saying, I don't agree with that statement. However, I'd like to explore it or something like that. Cause I would want to go on the record, letting people know that just because something said it doesn't mean that I have to fully believe in it um, right. or believe in or you know agree with it but it doesn't mean that it doesn't warrant a discussion sure I don't know why we as a society decided that we couldn't discuss anything oh I was gonna fun fact you fun fact want to know um, why I have perception is reality dot online no instead of a dot com or dot net or whatever because Anonymity is powerful and people are trolls online and they see whatever comes across their screen at face value and perceptions take over and confirmation bias takes over and perception becomes reality online. So that's where in case oh you and anybody goodness. else wanted to know perception is reality dot online came from. And so that's why I didn't even think of that. You're welcome. Um, See, you know me, you know, I like to do the, uh, you know, well, I like, I'm very, I'm very subliminal all the time, constantly sneaking stuff in there. Uh, and that's one of them. And our feeds are constant confirmation bias. And so when you see more and more and more of it and you're confirmed, it just solidifies those beliefs and nobody challenges them. And you should be challenging your own beliefs. Why do I believe this thing? Right. Is this article real? Like you talked about fake news a lot. Um, 
and I'm using the term fake news not because I believe in any political party or any person, but there is, it's because all- Because it's funny. Well, yeah, that too. But, <laughs> uh, um, there is a lot of fake news out there and it's hard to distinguish what's real. You really have to think about it. And what you're seeing, not you, Jessica, but the bigger you listening, what you're seeing is being fed to you because that's what you've shown that you've liked in, or shown interest in. How many of us have said a term like, oh, I'm thirsty, and then you turn on your phone and then there's pictures of Gatorade, Powerade, water, you know, right. like, and people, if you don't know this, Siri and Google, if you have those enabled, they are constantly listening. Your Amazon device is constantly listening to you. And yes, they are analyzing everything you say. They're always listening for, hey, Google, hey, Siri, or um, shoot, what's it? Whatever Echo Amazon. or Alexa. Hey, Echo, yeah. Alexa, yeah, whatever. And so by doing that, they're listening to you. They're constantly listening and analyzing your speech patterns, whether you want to know that or not. They're listening to that. And they are saving a certain amount of data because they're learning your voice and everybody else's. And by analyzing your speech patterns and everybody else's, they can understand more people. But anyway, that's a toll. You could, sorry, I got a little excited on that one. Sorry about that. That's okay. You're not wrong. Um, no, I mean, that's my industry. Uh, that's my day job. So I, I definitely know a lot more about that than people think. And, and I will probably ever get the chance to talk about, but uh, um, you said one thing earlier about not believing in logic based. So no psychics for you, no tarot card readings, no ghosts or uh, talking to mediums or anything like that. Did I interpret I like, that right earlier? Yeah. Yeah. So like, no, it's not the supernatural. Like there's no belief in the supernatural. Um, yes. So in, for me, yeah, I, uh, I enjoy it for the entertainment value. Um, but I also am a student of history. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, the, the spiritualist movement that kind of started with the, these mediums and stuff up. A lot of it actually started right here in our beautiful hometown of Rochester, New York with the Fox sisters. Yes. Um, and it was completely debunked. And you're right near Lilydale. I am right near Lilydale. I think Marissa is closer than me though. She is. She is. <laughs> um, literally down the street. But yeah. uh Okay, I just wanted to, to, to know what, what you thought of that. So, yeah, I'm just going to go on too long about it's that. It's fun. Different topic. So I just want to make sure that, that we've had a decent conversation. We've talked about the perceptions that you've experienced. We've talked about a lot about dispelling the negative perceptions people might have of the satanic temple, and a lot of that uh, is probably just face value thinking like what that means because mm -hmm. they're looking at the two words and they're making assumptions. Sure. Um, and they're looking at the symbol, you know, I have their wiki Wikipedia page up and you know, there's symbols there. So there's a lot that can be inferred from the pentagram in a circle. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know what that's, that's a skull with horns, but I don't know what. Uh, it's a goat skull. That's what I thought I was going to say that, but I didn't want to look foolish. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot that can be inferred by a lot of those things, but that's really not 
I mean, from talking to you, there's really nothing about Satan here at all, unless I've misunderstood. Outside of literary symbolism? Nope. Hmm. Do you have any friends that are would be actual Satanists? Not... Like people that worship Satan? Mm -hmm. No. That I would consider that frivolous. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I, I'm bringing it up because we're dispelling, you know, we're trying to talk about the perceptions that people might have of you. And, sure. Uh, people might, people might assume that I do. Sure. Um, I don't. I just, I, I, and again, I was kind of referring back to the tattoo piercing and hair plus being a member of the satanic temple people because right. people never jump to conclusions. Um, I mean, if they did, there would be a, a, a game called the jump to conclusions mat made about it in a whole movie. <laughs> That's but, where you jump <laughs> to conclusions. Yep. Uh, some people are going to laugh at that reference. Some people are going to be like, what is he talking about? And they'll just have to look it up. Uh, so I just, I don't know. I just, felt like again because we're talking about perceptions is 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 that that you know somebody might i think you and i've actually talked about this is so i think one of the biggest misperceptions out there is people who ride motorcycles and they're part of an organization and they wear leather jackets with patches and mm -hmm. you know they look a certain way um which has evolved from necessity and function i'll say i'm just making that leap because i mean you know it's uh, it's not exactly warm to ride a motorcycle even down here in houston you need to cover up i mean wind chill is a thing um number one number two if you do happen to get into a kerfuffle or anything and you have to lay your bike down you want to be protected so you have to wear leathers and things like that extra skins to protect yourself um, but people tend to think, if, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, it's my experience uh, that people have sometimes a negative view or they're afraid of said people uh, when in all actuality, they're, every experience that I've had, and I've taken a lot of road trips uh, with the kids because we drove everywhere because it was fun. Uh, and we would interact with the motorcycle clubs uh, I'm not going to use the G word because they're clubs or organizations. Right. And, you know, we would be at the same state monument or the same, same park with them, you know, and we, you know, talk because you yeah. know what, they're, nor they're normal people. And they're some of the nicest people. They've given me directions so many times because they know where they're going. Right. Um, no, I mean, serious. you see those stories about the MCs that will um, like park outside the houses of kids that are that have been abused yes to make those yes. kids feel safe from their abuser yes it, yeah absolutely i mean there's there are bad apples in every bunch sure but for the most part mcs and mc members are good people who just like to ride their bike on the weekends absolutely and and i'm probably doing a horrible jump here that there are a lot of misperceptions and some people might think that 
those type of people are also Satanists and they have a certain look about them and everybody gets lumped into one category when that is absolutely not the case. And right. I would just say to anybody listening, it doesn't take much. You know what? It, it, it doesn't take much to get to know somebody. Um, being nice is free. Being respectful is also free. Being a decent human being and treating other people with common decency literally costs nothing exactly takes more energy to be a turd (laughs) and i would say that the return on investment there far outweighs the actual uh investment of zero absolutely so i hope that we've accomplished everything that you want to accomplish um i it did for me i learned a lot i didn't know uh a lot about that i had I mean, I knew that you were involved because one day you mentioned it on Facebook, but I mean, you've known me for long enough. Everybody else needs to learn this about me. I'm a skimmer. Like if it's posted, I'm going to skim it um, unless I find it really interesting that I'm going to read it. And if I read it, if I read something, I'm going to read it like three or four times because I really want to read it. If Um, it's really interesting or really concerning, and then I'll get a text message. (laughs) <laughs> basically yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true that's true i am i am i am known to do that with the how you doing uh hopefully you don't mind those and that's not, oh, not at all nosy nick noserson um but i do genuinely care and so does sherry um, and for the record I, and i don't mean to make you not feel special because you are uh believe me your mom dad and i all think so <laughs> uh, your siblings not so much but the three of no, us my siblings definitely not um i do that to a lot of people like if i see something concerning i will go off of facebook and i'm a firm believer in communication i will actually pick up the phone call or text usually it's a text first um, because most people are you know just like are you okay and i really mean that um so hopefully people know that but anyway uh, I just wanted you to say that because in case you were perceiving that I was stalking you, I just wanted to dispel that. I'm not stalking you as far as you know. Um, <laughs> that was not my perception. <laughs> I know, um, but I appreciate that. So thank you for your time. And of there's so many things that you and I can talk about because you're such an interesting person with a lot of different views. And I, that you're a little bit different of a guest because you and I actually have conversations that are um, I don't want to use the word deep, but they're about topics that most people are afraid to talk about or just don't bother talking about. So if you ever want to talk about one of those. Sure. um, If something else spurs you on, on the online world, and you know the secret to why I picked the title for the podcast and the actual website now, (laughs) um, shoot me another text. Absolutely. So. Thanks for coming on. And again, she was not an official spokesperson for any organization. (laughs) For her own personal beliefs offered to you today. My thoughts right out of my brain meat. Exactly. Brought to you by the letter J. Um, And the number six. There you go. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Jess. If you'd like to leave feedback on the podcast, comment on this episode or previous episode, Or to be a guest on the show, leave me a message by calling 1-585-210-0240. Any feedback or episode comments could end up being aired in the future. 
I look forward to hearing from you.